like gnomes. <laughs> hey, you never had gnome sex? No. Sex? Sex. What the hell is gnome sex? Um, it's when they No, I don't know remember? you. Remember with no, gnomes, those no, guys? no, 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 that's, that, yeah, but if gnomes you have in the yard. gnomes in the yard, you're a swinger. You don't have sex with gnomes. No. Wow. Thank you. Literally, like, <laughs> I am so confused right now. We, we, we so are on the same brain, like. <laughs> we are. No one else understands us. It's okay. We so kind of talk podcast, before we start the podcast. Uh, we had a podcast uh, a month ago. <laughs> And there were certain signs that people have in their yard to show that they're swinging. Pineapples. Pineapples. Disco no, balls. No. Disco balls. Flashy disco. You've been in. You've been Wait, up. Wait, whoa. Workshop. I know about the disco balls and the gnomes. Yeah. And white rocks. Oh, yes. White rocks. Kindergarten teacher at yeah. our school. Everybody has white told rocks. told me about that. What? Yeah. Everybody has white rocks. No, the painted white rocks, like in front of the yard? They're, they're painted. So everybody's a swinger, baby. No. Where have you been? No, they're, they're like whitewashed. No pun intended. They're actually like bright white. As opposed to? Bright black. I don't know. Mm, what do you want me to say? I don't know. All right. Welcome, everybody, out here so to right. episode, <laughs> episode 53. And I think we're talking about love languages and something else. Oh, and um, self-care. Self-care. Because of our mm-hmm. guest. Yes, yes. And, and our we're guest. We're getting guested up do again. Do you want to introduce our guest? I think I guess you'd introduce yourself. All right, yes. I don't even get an intro. I just have oh, to just intro. Start. Yeah, just <laughs> welcome to the fam. <laughs> I guess I just jump right in. Okay. Well, um, I'm Kelly Manley. I am a racy romance author. As racy. Well, yes. Yes. As well as a um, sexual health and wellness professional what? with pure romance. Yep. <laughs> I've seen the good guest. Let's tell you. Surprise. So you help people with sex? Yeah, um, and their relationships and self care. And she oh. writes naughty books like the you know the some of them are a bit out there, but the my type versions. Self care relationships and naughty books. That's yes. it. Check check check. All right. <laughs> so we're starting. Um, five love languages. Five love. Do you know what the five love languages I, are? I do. How do you know? So Gary Chapman wrote this book. And it's called the five love languages and it's been around since the seventies. I do. I mean, make love, not war. And he says that people accept or give love one of five ways. I'm getting an eight a day. You are. You're so sad. Except you get, guess what you get? What? Dutch bros. You get. Has now become lactose intolerant. Thank you. On the podcast. Oh, shit. Lactose intolerant. My bad. It's not a secret at all. And lactator is best friends. I mean, that's what happens when you get from the 60s. Lactate helps you not poop. And then Imodium makes you stop pooping. It was like feeding babies. Lactate. So, Gary Chapman wrote this book, Five Love Languages. And there are five love languages that we either give or accept love. And there's but you always have a primary. Don't look. No. <laughs> He's going to try and remember. You always have a primary. So they are acts of service. You like to do things for people or have things done for you or to you. Yes. Uh, gifts, which is so um, selfish. Gifts. You like to receive gifts or give gifts. Mm-hmm. Uh, quality time. You want to be in someone's presence or, or be in their presence. Like Just that. being. And then physical touch. You like touch, hold hands, you know, touch the butt. But rub the butt. Rub the butt. Oh yeah, rub Mm -hmm. the butt. And words affirmation. 
Damn! Nice job. <laughs> a you did a gold star. And, and wait, so you gotta hear and positive things about yourself, like, baby, I like your big butt. Okay, so, and there's also another side of that, the reason that you like, that you are the way you are from childhood, or if you've had a traumatic response of something, you may need words of affirmation to think that you're okay so you don't self-doubt. And so a lot of love languages come from how you were brought up, experiences in relationships, and your love language can change, but generally they are kind of on the same some of them can meld together. Some of them are very like, um, you know, I just need you to tell me all the time how great I am. But that also falls into the narcissistic parent, mm-hmm. narcissistic partner. And then now being divorced, if you've had a narcissistic fan, uh, <laughs> he's reaching for the um, Dutch bros. He's trying not to have diarrhea, people. <laughs> You're welcome. I mean, we share here. Yeah, like, this definitely. is the share show. Yeah. I mean, I you want to sing? I mean... <laughs> But, but, but on the other hand, though, um, uh, coming off of that, yeah. I, I feel that being divorced, um, that your love language kind of becomes what you were missing in your in your previous marriage. Exactly. So yeah. that also goes to like your love language in different stages of your life are usually from the previous experiences you had when you felt the most love or haven't felt enough love, and so these can change. And I think mine have changed. Since my forgiveness, not giving a fuck, seriously, because mine was like, I just need you to say I'm proud of you because I didn't hear that as a kid. I need you to say, you know what? You did a great job. Like one of the big words of affirmation I got lately, you know, I do, I work with children and a lot of these kids that I'm seeing now have become part of my life daily because of something that they're missing and Mm -hmm. their love languages in dealing with like, a traumatic response and a lot of them they're you know a parent is deployed or you know parents you know divorce or whatever so I you know Lance had said to me he's like you know you are changing the lives of these children just by giving them the care that they need whether so they have a stomach ache that's not existent or whether they're having an outburst just give it, attention it also goes to say like you know giving them something that they can't get in the place that they should feel the most love what, You're giving them a safe place. What yeah, say you? What say you guessed? Yeah. Um, I, I, total, I totally agree. Um, I think you're giving those kiddos a safe space. Yeah. And it, that a safe space doesn't have to be family. Yeah. That's where it should be, of course. Yeah. And that's where you hope it comes from. But it yeah. doesn't always have to be that way. I, I have felt that way many times. Um, and what's interesting is what you said about uh, your traumatic experiences and the way that you were brought up. I am actually a sex, sexual abuse survivor myself. Um and felt invisible my whole childhood and and felt like nobody knew that and that um I wasn't seen yeah so even though when I took the quiz quality time was actually my highest which I was surprised about I because I thought it would be words of affirmation because Mm -hmm. I I I know that about myself I need people to recognize that I am there and that I'm important but to them. the quality time can go with the words of affirmation because if someone's willing to give up their time, which most of our time is precious, just as us older folks. Um, <laughs> I love you. Yeah. Um, it, it can go into, you know, I need words of affirmation. And in order to get them, I need to be with the person I feel most safe with. That's and true. so the, uh, that's where it comes to melding. Like mine, 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 I have zero for gifts. 
I, I'm I'm the person like if I see something out and we were just talking about, you know, something that you like and I see something and I'm what? a big universe person, I'm like, oh my gosh, she loves this, I'm gonna get it for mm-hmm. her. I saw this, I'm gonna give you this. I love it. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I need that fact that I don't need that word of affirmation that I'm great for getting the gift. I just want you to know that I care about you enough to think about you while I'm not with sure. You. I think Gary you know, I think it's a great thing, but I think they all kind of morph with yeah. each other. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I would agree with that. Quality and I, time can be a gift. Mm-hmm. Uh, words of affirmation can be, hey, I like spending time with you. So mm-hmm. the, they all kind of morph with Getting each other. Getting past my squirrelisms yes. oh, is a never, gift. Never. <laughs> and, and I think, too, it even changes just what you're needing that day. And I would certainly say as a woman, there are times in my cycle in the month that there are things I need more of. Or less Cycle of. in the month, David. So, you know, he's closing his eyes. Because I'll say this. Himself. When I get really close and ragey, I'm like, leave me the hell alone. Don't come near me. Don't talk to me. Unless I engage with you, don't. Hang yeah. off because I, I, I'm ragey. Yeah. Unless you're bringing me a gift. Yeah. <laughs> it should be chocolate yeah, yeah. and, like, heating pads, <clears throat> like, some tea, a good book. And, and a hot pocket. And <laughs> <laughs> what are you going to pick? I was going to say tissues because I always fucking cry. So... Jeff. Jeff? Oh, why do you have to bring his name up? You don't want me to get angry, Rachel. No. Okay, I mean, sorry. you don't want me losing my quality time stuff. So so how do you think divorce plays on your five love languages? Oh, I think it I think it can hit like your love language in one day can change so much. I mean, I guess with the you know change of the month of the women. Divorce I feel like, you know, I want someone to recognize that I'm going to be okay even though I'm getting divorced. And I failed. So now I need words of affirmation that it's going to be okay. But then today, like, I find out blah, 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 blah. I ain't getting no gifts because the person that I was with lost all my money or did this or, you know, all these things. I feel like your love language when you're going through divorce can change within the hour. So when you're mm-hmm. dating, do they change? I feel, well, when you're dating, what if you try to become something you're not so then your person that you're with doesn't know your love language and what if your love your love language you're not even sure like how many people aren't aware of their love language that's what i was just going to say i wonder if after divorce you almost become more in tune with your own love language because now you're putting yourself as the priority which leads us to self-care too like you need but not all the time though because sometimes you're dating indiscriminately and and you're yeah, and you're trying to conform to what that person likes. Yeah, because you yeah. want them to like, like you, you because you yes. feel. Yes. So yes. what? Okay. So say mine. I go out and like, oh my god, I'm gonna buy this guy all these gifts because he likes this, 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 and that. And then like he buys me gifts, and my love, my love language of giving gifts is zero. And I'm like, it ain't gonna last. It's not gonna last because I was trying to find something him to like me and yeah he likes the gifts but he doesn't like me so mm. I think you need to I think when you go through divorce we have talked about you know you need to take a moment before you're dating for doing all that stuff and figure out what your love language is and you can get the quizzes online I mean I did this one online really quick I sent it to these guys and say it took like six minutes yeah that. it was super easy and it's funny because like some of the questions are similar mm-hmm. they'll ask the same thing in a different thing like that emergenetics things we were talking about that's good for work so you know the kind of people you're working with like if someone's very analytical you go okay I have this chart can you help me figure it out I have a squirrel brain <laughs> and I want to draw pictures of the chart of all the things in the chart so let's 
you know, so you'll know how to work with other people. This here, it definitely is what, one of those things where you may learn your partner's love language is different than you thought. Like That's true. You know, and what's interesting is in the research that I did about love languages too, they were saying that, um, though Gary Chapman's original purpose for them was to help help strengthen that bond and, and communication and, mm-hmm. and support of each other. But really what it's now sort of morphing into sometimes is codependency and narcissism because it's, well, this is my love language and you're not speaking it. And so it becomes this. So does it almost oh, have a divorce now. if you don't know? Oh. Yeah. So it can, it can, it can be, it can be a hindrance too, a because like, identity. So, like, mm-hmm. say your person's thing is, I need to get gifts, and you're like, well, we got no money, but you want gifts, and I can't afford to give you gifts, so maybe you should just go somewhere else and get your damn gifts, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, it's almost, love language is good to know for you to help yourself. And uh, if you're I think with love partner. languages, too, yeah. that you have to have to go in closely mm-hmm. with uh, realistic expectations. The puppies here. Yeah. And if you go <laughs> realistic expectations, then you're not going to fail as much. Yeah. Because every every person you date is not the one you want to marry. Yeah, no, and I think if and this goes back to the communication. So if you don't communicate, like I I did not know about love languages when I was married. Honestly, did not know. I just lived my life and young, and you're raising children, and you're trying to have a job and make it for both of you so you can do things and have a wonderful life, or you know what what you want to get out of life and. I didn't learn about love languages until my divorce group. And they were talking about like, well, how are, how do you deal with the stress of divorce? Or, you know, how do you deal with, you know, the bumps in a marriage? Like, how do you know the bump isn't going to lead to a divorce? And how do you know you want to work on it to get to, okay, my, my, my top, my primary is quality time. My next one is words of affirmation, then acts of services, then physical touch, and then gifts at zero. How do you know you want to work on a marriage with these when you have these, right? Okay, so he needs quality time. I'm working just to pay the bills. I don't have any time to give you. So now is that, now am I at fault for not being able to give you my quality time? Maybe I'll look at it from the standpoint that's yeah. it. If I have some quality time, because we're working both, maybe I should try to find some quality time instead of yeah. going in with a negative, going with a positive. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so, like, you know, looking at this, I'm, you know, I, we always say I'm a, a squirrel. I, I literally just am so laid back since my divorce, and I really don't try to worry about things that I can't control. And I try to get out of that, you know, you know, the, the control thing to me in general is like a narcissistic, I need you to listen to me. This love language is like, let's work at this together mm-hmm. and love together through language. Mm-hmm. So I, I think this is a great, I think this is a great way to start, especially when you're newly divorced, because I didn't know that I just need quality. T- I just need you to be there. And like we talked last time, just listen. Mm-hmm. Not try to fix it. Not mm-hmm. try to do that. But that's a man thing. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Well, we apologize for the we, human. We reason. love you for it when we need it, but when we don't, we're like, but, but you always listen. need it. You always need <laughs> yeah. it because we want to fix it. So, how do you think this? Like, how do you think this works for self love, self care? Um, <clears throat> truly, I think you you need to figure out your own first. Yeah. And and what that means to you because gifts might mean something completely different to you than it means to me. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like gifts is a pretty 
general statement, as are all of these. Yeah. For you, you could be thinking gifts of, like you said, a coach watch or whatever. Whereas yeah. for me, I could be thinking gifts are a sweet little note in my lunchbox that says, have a great day. Yeah. That to me would still be considered a gift. Yeah. But to you, you might not think that. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think you have to really get in touch with yourself. And like one of the questions. First. Yeah. One of the questions on there, like, would you prefer, you know, a note on the window saying, you know, that, you know, I appreciate you or love you, have a great day, as opposed to like, um, them not being on their phone while they're talking to you mm-hmm. or whatever. And mine was like, absolutely, I don't want them on the phone while they're talking to me and we're having a conversation, but I would absolutely love that. So there's mm-hmm. that, there are broad questions to ask, so you almost have to peel back each one of them and say, what does quality time mean to me? You know, like Lance mm-hmm. is super busy with sports. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of times I take the time that I could be by myself or alone or something that to go to him so that I can just be with him. And whether he's running back and forth and I'm sitting in the stands by myself, I still get to see him in action, doing the thing that he loves. And that brings me like, that's my guy. You know, that's the, mm-hmm. that's the person I'm choosing to be with. And so a lot of the quality time is making an effort Agreed. to show your person that that's what they need. And I mean, I don't, Believe, I mean, I can't speak for men. I don't think a lot of men are out there like, oh, she likes words of affirmation. I should tell her she's great every single day. Woo-hoo. Well, so. not, not very many, many men know about that languages. Well, that's true. Yeah. That's why we're here. Not like me. That's why I would say quality time is probably Jason's as well. And same thing. He, yeah. I, I ride uh, with him. He, he works a split shift, and so he works until 7 o'clock. So when I get home from work every Monday, I just go ride with him. And sometimes we don't even speak. Yeah. But we're just in the car together. Side by yeah. side. And that means something to him. Yeah. It means something to me too. There are times I'm like, I could be doing 150 other things. But it's important to him yeah. and it's important to me that we spend time together without the children. Yeah. So so Yes, Sans kids. Yes. <laughs> sans, sans kids. kids. Um, so we always like to talk about like the different stages of divorce, and I think this is something that maybe people if they heard, you know, you're getting divorced, you know you're getting divorced, you're on your own, you've either moved out, all this other stuff, start with a love language. Start with self-care. And self-care, like Kelly does the pure romance, which is, yes, it has all the fun sex stuff, but it has, like, the lotions and the this and that. But they have this wonderful self-empowerment for, um, you want to take over? Sure. Well, question, question. What love language and body self-care? All of them. I think all of them. Ah, interesting. I think all of them. I think dependent on your personality, dependent on what's going on in your life at that time. So, Kelly, being the person that she is, she brought a gift for David. We're friends, so I don't need a gift from her. Her presence is my gift. There we go. (laughs) And so, just opening it, you could see, like, he's like, oh, cool, like a gift for me. So, now he's going to smell good and (laughs) my prolong... Did it smell good before? Prolong his... Ah. I didn't smell good before. That's what I just heard. No, I didn't. You said say now he's going to smell good. Well, yeah. smell different. <laughs> I mean, barn animals are friends too. Yes. <laughs> no, so she brought gifts, and just that little interaction there was like, oh, cool. And then it was like an icebreaker, and then it was like, oh, okay. I know she likes to give gifts. He likes to maybe receive gifts. So it's. It's literally how we function every day. Mm-hmm. Every day, especially like, you know, she works in a school as well as where I work in a school. We sort together. That's how we met. Um, but we both live in Jersey. Too. So our accents might come out a little bit. Um, every day, every interaction you have with someone, one of these is going to come out. One of these qualities of love language is going to come out, characteristics, and it's on different levels of it. 
So, you know, you might meet a stranger. You don't love them. You just met them. They're a stranger. But, you know, active service. You might, you know, I buy gift card for somebody or whatever because, you know. Or you pay for the person behind you in Starbucks. Yeah. At Um, random acts of kindness. So those little things all speak with the love language in different aspects of every relationship that we engage in. As you're saying. I'm a cutter offer. Yeah, cut, cut <laughs> I don't remember what ahead. I was saying. So, what do you? How do you? Yeah. How would you go with your pro the, the romance and yes. not not even just the selling side of it. Not the, not the sex part. We don't we don't care about that. We love no. the sex part. <laughs> not the sex what part. did I tell you? My love language was. Yeah. Anyway. Back, back <laughs> we'll to get you. back to that. Back to you. Last cover yours. So, with the other end of. The pro, the pure romance, the the education part that you have taken on because of your traumatic experiences and trying to empower people, and you know, you know, not only are women abuse, men also are Absolutely. abuse people, yep. and so and unfortunately, that is doesn't have the the light sh- shown on it that it does for women. I feel yeah. like there's a lot. I mean. It's awful any, for any woman to go through, but I feel like there's a lot in place for women mm-hmm. for that ha- that that happens to. Yeah, um, there's a lot of support and a lot of knowledge and, yeah. and programs and, and all these things, but I think that for men, there's not that. Yeah, um, and there needs to be. Right. Um, one of the things that drew me to Pure Romance was exactly that the the empowerment of women. Um, we are a woman owned company. Um, all of our workforce, with the exception of some of the gentlemen in the IT and things like that, it's completely women. Um, and we are for the empowerment of women, and not just sexually, like you said, just feeling good, looking good, um, smelling good, feeling good in your own skin, and yeah. knowing that that has nothing to do with size or shape or age or color or anything like that. It's yeah. feeling good with who you are. Yeah. Um, I love the fact that they, um, they're so passionate about the education part of it, that we actually get free training through college and get free college courses to be sexual promotion um, professionals um, to help people learn the best ways to do that and learn how to communicate. Um, It's funny, I think that a lot of times people just assume that that comes naturally, that the whole sex thing comes naturally, and it really doesn't for a lot of people. Especially if you've had a trauma issue with it. And and the communication around that can be really tricky. I think the biggest... I would say my be- my biggest piece of advice for people with that would be the bedroom is not the time to talk about those things. Yeah. When when you're yeah. when you're in the heat of getting naked, that's not the time to bring those things up because yeah. there's too much passion involved and yeah. let's be honest when there's that much physical going on, our brains aren't functioning as so much anymore. How so you know, we're divorced, Kelly's married. Um, how would you bring that into a like so a marriage that has ended be- now, that's my question. I hate you. <laughs> you love me. How does how does women empowerment relate to divorce? Is there a divorce component? Anchorman. Do you guys have divorce counseling? Um, we don't have specific divorce counseling in our company. Mm-hmm. Um, I can tell you a lot of the women that have joined Pure Romance to be partners are divorced, and it was their a lot of them were stay at home moms before, and once the divorce happened, they were. I've only ever been a mom. And not that there's anything wrong with that. I don't mean that. Moms are the greatest thing on the planet. Yeah. Um, but they didn't have a skill set before. And so a lot of them got back into the workforce this way. It might be a thing to set her child. Might be a component. 
I'm just saying. It might be. Yeah. I mean, there you go. You yeah. start like a group for women. But so my, actually my question is a little different. So okay. when you've been in a marriage and it's now broken up because it's either been in a narcissistic relationship, mm -hmm. an abuse relationship, there's all these different components that, you know, we have all different stories in why we're divorced. Mm -hmm. Some of them are men are being badgered so much by their wife because of this. That is a form of abuse, mm -hmm. verbal, whatever. Women are now are becoming more powerful and more empowered. And we've talked about this. Have we killed chivalry because of that? Yes. So yeah, men, yeah. So <laughs> men are leaving because they don't feel needed because we feel like we don't need you, but we want you, right? So how does self-care when you've coming out coming out of a traumatic marriage or abuse or whatever relate to these? to the love languages hmm. so you you when you're when you come out of, of uh, what okay so i don't want to bring up anybody's specific story so there's a story you're squirreling me i am go ahead no, here we go. <laughs> here's what i mean because it's in my head and i'm trying to get it out without saying it you're in a marriage it's not a good marriage you're either yes you can be sexually abused in a marriage you can be taken advantage of you know misused abused hit whatever it is so now you've been having sex with the partner who doesn't really give a shit about you. Now you're divorced and you're out of it and hopefully safe. How do you move on single sex and have worthwhile sex and have worthwhile okay. sex? And gotcha. how do you care for yourself now that you don't have any clue how to do it? Do you buy a vibrator? Do you take the classes? Do you go to what is I your love this podcast? What, <laughs> what is your new love language? What is your new love self care? I'm, the reason I asked you here because we you you mentioned that you're an abuse. I had an abusive relationship at a very young age, and it changed who I was mm -hmm. in the partner I picked. Mm -hmm. So the partner I picked was very nurturing, but it was very controlling in the nurturing. It was like, this is my property. This is who I am. Look at her. She's great. She's wonderful. And then when I was actually just wonderful and great in my own skin and I found out who I was, I had a different type of sexual need. I had a different type of sexual gotcha. thing. So how to you get yourself back in your own sexuality? After going through all that squirreling and that's all I had to say about. <laughs> Fuck me. Well, Lance, cover your ears, baby. How do you get your sexuality back when you go through that? Yeah. 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 Hmm. That's a good question. I, I have to admit, I've not been through it yeah. personally. Yeah. So I can't speak from a personal perspective. Yeah. Um, I think it's different for each person yeah. based on what they went through and their love language and all of that. Um, I'm, I'm a huge proponent for therapy. I really yeah. am. I think it is yeah. hugely important. I think every single person could benefit for it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I think that being able to talk with somebody that's completely neutral, mm -hmm. they don't, care or know your history or mm. give a shit about it and they don't care or know the other person that you've just divorced so there's yeah. no bias there yeah. i think talking to a person that's completely unbiased yeah. that can help you see things from a more neutral perspective yeah because it's hard to get out of your own head yeah. do you think a non-divorced uh counselor can counsel divorced people Ooh. <laughs> i, I say no I feel, well, I, here's the thing. The, so when you, so for my experience, when I've gone through a, to a therapy or to a group or to something, you're allowed to not have to go back. 
So you're feeling the room when you go there. Even when you go to a new therapist, like when you go to a new person that's a cat, like grief counseling, whatever, when you go to them, you are interviewing them. Mm-hmm. And you need to see if you feel comfortable. And if one of the things she's like, I'm like, are you divorced? Then you don't know me. Yeah. But and that's like I think they can, though. I, I think there's counselors out there that but have been not trained been divorced. You. And they've seen enough divorce situations where they can, they can counsel. Yeah. I would agree with that. Um, yeah. and, and to piggyback on that point, um, my counselor has helped me immensely with dealing with my abuse and talking through that. And she's never been sexually abused, but right. she has been wonderfully right. helpful with that. Yeah. So I don't think you have to have lived it. I think it probably helps in some ways yeah. because it can be relatable. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't think it's a necessity. So well, almost I, like that like-minded people thing. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think that's why, What well, in my situation, you know, the, the, the groups that I went to were for grief, and then it was for divorce, and then it was, you know, like all these different things. And my brain was, they they get me. Mm-hmm. Where in my brain, if I went to someone who was like, I've never been divorced, I'm like, well, yeah, I know you're an expert, and you see all these people and stuff like that, but my brain would shut off all the time. Like, she don't understand me. She don't get me. Interesting. But, I mean, I could be the only person in the world like that. I don't know. That was a few of you. I would say, I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> so. You're very unique, but there's more of you out there. But the other good part of, you know, self-care is actually the dildos. It is. The batteries. That, and David, you were waiting. An orgasm you a day. Did, you did not tell me you were going down this road. That's okay. Yeah. There's some out there I, that I didn't even know existed. When I found I'm it, I was like, you, what so the cool hell? So cool. uh, I'm He's shaking. An orgasm a day. Yeah. <laughs> so no partner necessary. Even I if mean, you have a partner, they don't have to be around. An orgasm a day. I'm telling you. The best have, part is now they have, have like you guys. Your orgasm today. Some of them don't need batteries. You not just yet. plug them into the UPS thing. It's like that. I was going to say batteries not included. All, all give me USB. All that's too. UPS. The UPS, UPS guy stops by and say, hey. Uh, all the money I got no fucking packages, so Lance, what you know, what's the UPS guy doing at our house? <laughs> He's crying. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, we should start talking. Jersey. And Yeah, we gotta get to the shower. Yeah, in the hot tub. Yeah, tub. Yeah, gotta have a little squeezy on the back so it sticks on the wall. There's always there's toys for boys. Are there? There's toys for boys. Yes. Oh my gosh. It's like a. There is. I'm so glad we're taking this. Can I also say? Oh my god! There's a vibrator for the boys too. What? Girl, just sorry, everybody out there. I just that was like we have taken self care to the outer limits. (laughs) Why shouldn't the girls be the ones with all the fun? I'm sorry. Let me rephrase that. Why should those with a vagina be the ones that have all the fun? Why can't those with a penis have fun? My love language is saying. So they David, tell them. I'm not telling them anything. I'm not telling them anything. Tell them what I told you my love language is. I'm not telling anything. Tell me. I'm trying to get past the. <laughs> I, I, I'm going to read it because I don't want to give you any like uh, false hoops. All right, talk amongst yourselves. So I'll find this text. <laughs> so, so how'd you get started in this? In pure romance? Yeah. Um, I actually went to my first party like 20 something years ago. And I thought to myself, holy hell, that looks like the most fun ever. But I honestly, at 20 years old, couldn't fathom standing in front of a room of perfect strangers and saying the word clitoris out loud. That really freaked me out. I was not comfortable. Clitoris, clitoris, clitoris. I wasn't comfortable in my own skin. 
um, for that. And so I actually have only been with the company for uh, a couple of years since 2019. Dang. You got old and you got more comfortable. I did. Yes. I, you know what? 40 was a turning point for me. Like, <laughs> I could say Claire was at 40. Uh, well, I could say it before then. But <laughs> if oh, my gosh. Strangers? Have we not worked together? I'm pretty sure we've had some conversations. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I could say the word with people I knew, but like in a room of strangers that you've never met before, you, ne- you never. I literally just have that. the vision of kindergarten cops with a little boy stands up, and goes, "Girls have vaginas, boys have penises, and girls have vaginas." So my best story about uh, these called women's wants parties too. I guess mm-hmm. um, I went to one, and it was a guy base. It was a bunch of guys. A friend of mine invited me, and the lady gave the presentation. Mm-hmm. And, and the lady was an old girlfriend of mine. Oh, <laughs> hell! That's like when the stripper shows up and you've dated him before. Yeah. Woo! I'm hey! Like, I'm like, Donna, how are you doing? <laughs> Did she? Uh, so, that visual. He just showed so up and said, what mouth? I don't so know I what bought, that meant. But. So, so I bought like $80 worth of product. You know, a bunch of lotions and potions. You must want anything. Just so she would lose your number? And I got divorced like a month later. <laughs> oh. Donna's causing divorce? Did no! You get, did you get to keep all the good stuff? Yes, yes. Well, that's good. Yes. You got the not, vibrator in the I had, divorce? I had, Wait, what? I had the box come to the office. I only lost the cookie rack. Like, what? I, I, I had the box come to the office, and my girls go, what's that? I go, let me show you. No way. Oh, yeah, my girls at work were like, oh, my God. Seriously. I need to meet your girls from work. I want to come over one day. Oh, my it. God. Be like, yeah. They will meet you, too. They will huh? meet you, too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but no. See if I can handle this. I went to a party, and it was an old girlfriend of mine giving it. It was really strange. I bet you that yeah. was strange. Oh, yeah. I can't imagine. Oh. Yeah. But she was married, and I was married, so it was no big deal. Well, I was married for a little while. <laughs> <laughs> so you got your product. I got my product. <laughs> I got my product like a month later and I was like signing papers. Oh, yeah. oh there's a vibrator for boys and guess what I got? <laughs> I got the box in the divorce. So yeah. You got the, a box in your divorce? No, the box. Oh, the box of stuff lots of boxes? Like cereal box? boxes. No, cereal. He's a cereal dater. So cereal boxes he got. I getcha. I getcha. Anyway, that's my women's wants party story. What is it called? It, it was called women's wants. Women's wants. So and why was it? Guys it I know. Well, it, it was it just the company was called women's wants. So, that's so women's wants men's to buy stuff. Yes. So <laughs> okay. she was going for another market. She was going for a men's market to buy okay. for their wives. Okay. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I bought for mine, and it didn't last very long. I actually love when when guys reach out to me to buy stuff for their wives. I I love that. Not only is it Lance, I have a catalog in there. <laughs> <laughs> it's like not only to me is that like. How cool that you are not so stuck up in your own head that you can think to do this for her. Yeah. Um, and then they're they're usually the my best spenders too because women have trouble taking care of themselves. Self care is hard for. Girls. I did not have trouble buying stuff for myself. I'm glad for you. <laughs> yes. But that's not always the case. Yeah. I feel like sometimes, more often than not, women don't feel like, oh, I'm not worth that. Yeah. You know, that's too much to spend on myself. Yeah. I'll do that for somebody else. Whereas the guys, I'm like, well, she would really like this. And I'll okay. tell you, you're going to benefit from this for that. And he'd be like, all right, put okay. it in the cart. Let's go. There's a lot of potions that help with all that stuff, too. Yes, oh, are. my goodness. Things <laughs> that tingle, things that get warm, things that taste really good. Uh, <laughs> hey, girl. Uh, and I no calories. You. I know, right? And flavor. Oh, my gosh. It's so flavored. Yeah. Have, have, have they gotten better with edible underwear? Tastes like crap years ago. We do not carry edible underwear. Why not? Don't probably because it tastes like crap. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, so they have it. Kind of, I mean, 
I've seen them before. Like, would they taste like a fruit roll up? No, they don't. No, I've had fruit roll ups. <laughs> why don't you just like, mm. fruit roll up? And the only, only reason and why I ate a piece of, of edible underwear because at the at the party Donna had pieces, so you could see what it tasted like, or it tastes what it tastes like. Yes, gotcha. Yes, <laughs> what it's. You shouldn't, if you're late, now I'm so confused. If you're going down there, don't you want to know what that tastes like so you're not, like, masking the smell or taste? I'm so not with you right now. <laughs> like, My, shouldn't you like the taste of it? My, but, it's the, but it's the actual underwear. But yeah, how long does that last? Okay. You break this shit off. <laughs> here's, a, here's, here's my thing about edible underwear that has always been in the back of my head. Yeah. Do those people shave all their pubes off? Because doesn't it get stuck? That shit is sticky. And I hurt and you pull it up. Um, I don't want to be waxed with no well, fruit roll-up. Thank you. Well, no medicine happening with a fruit roll-up. The <laughs> one I saw at the party, it was kind of hard plastic type. That's so nothing said. stuck to it. And it has batteries. But, but, but think of it this way. That was because it was a piece on a plate that she said, here, go try it. When That's you put as close it, as I want to. But when you put it on your body it's and body heat happens, it gets warm. Think about what happens to it for a roll-up if you put it in your pocket. Versus leave it <laughs> in the box. Because we've seen that in school. Are you happy to see it? There's a fruit roll-up. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> That's a new code word, babe. There's a fruit roll-up tonight. <laughs> I love it. I'm totally bringing it home. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, stop sex. at the Walmart and get some fruit roll-ups, babe. Yeah, have sex. You had a fruit roll-up. <laughs> How about we just wrap it around then? Because oh, that would be like, hey, if it's good for me, it's good for you. I'm pretty sure the actual action of wrapping will decrease the sensation of what's going on. Mm. Yeah. You know what helps though? That that other stuff that you put in there so you can do that. The gray yeah. pen. A gray pen. No great. Oh. Because <laughs> <laughs> grape. Ew. Sorry, but I'm. Yeah, it's kind of like grape ape, but different. No. <laughs> don't don't How much is gorilla in the window? <laughs> Shut it. This pig's in here today. Relax. Pig pen. Whatever. Oh, so so. How does it love? You forgot about the great head. We can't skip over that. I'm going there. I'm going there. Okay. How does the five love languages relate to good sex? Well, obviously, if physical touch is your love language, that's what you're needing and looking for and wanting to give. Do you Um, think that's a priority when you're first dating? The physical touch one. Yes. Not at first. You, when you were serial, seriously. When you <laughs> well, were serial, serial dating. Serial dating. Was a physical touch a big <laughs> thing? Was it like, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am? Or was it, I need to figure out what it was? Do you, do, would you be like, okay, on my first date, my love language is quality time. My next is words of affirmation. Do I need that? How do you bring this into newly dating? Your love languages. Man, I didn't. I don't think, and I, 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 I agree. I don't think you do. You don't. You don't think that way. Mm-mm. You're just trying to go through the motions. You're trying to, trying to be. You're liked. not trying to better yourself either in the beginning. You're, you're just trying to be liked. Yeah. You know, you and need you, to like me because my ex didn't. I, I and I want you to affirm that I'm good enough to be liked. But with every date you have, you get toward that. Yeah, and I think this will keep popping up. In that, like. I did not, I would have told you mine was a words of affirmation because I had a mother who just never really told me that I was worth it. Mm-hmm. I was not, she didn't hate me. She didn't like, she, she loved me in her own way and I'm learning that now as an adult. 
And this right here, the quality time is so it. I just wanted her time. So then in my neck, my first relationship, I just wanted his time. And then he was in the Marines. So, so he shipped out and then I couldn't see him. And so then I couldn't see him. And he affirmed to me that he didn't give a shit. Mm -hmm. And then when he came home and he was abusive, it was, I'm not good enough. I'm not good enough. You're not going to love me. No one's going to love me. And then my ex-husband, as soon as he, like, date, you know, we were engaged in four months, married in a year and a half. He played the part of what I was missing. And even though the quality time, I think, was there, the words of affirmation didn't help with my quality time because a lot of times other people interfered with it. So this was this was, this was actually an eye-opener for me because I was like, you just need to tell me that I'm appreciated. I don't care. You don't have to tell me that I'm doing a great job. I appreciate you getting the mail. I appreciate you dropping my clothes off at the whatever. I appreciate it. And it's not like, you're great, you're wonderful, you're awesome. Like when he said, you are changing the life of this child, it's one child. That to me was like, someone sees me, mm -hmm. you know. Now what's interesting is, is what you said about your mom, now having done this, yeah. what do you think her love language was? Because it clearly wasn't that. Otherwise, that's what she would have been giving you. So whatever her language my mom's was, was acts of service me. acts of service okay. so like my mom was a seamstress mm -hmm. and so her outlet was she was an she was amazing she would do wedding dresses and like all these things and they were stunning and then people were like that big day their you know their wedding day or their baby's christening or this mm -hmm. or that or halloween costumes if my mom's halloween costume won at the local parade or the VFW my Seems mom was so in a great mood yeah so that filled her cup that filled that, exactly. And so she didn't, I don't think she ever got words of affirmation. So I don't even think that was in her, her, and her so bucket. Then, then that's another interesting thing to look at in terms of how long love languages work is how much of it is personality based. It's just the yeah. innate person that you are and how much of it is, um, due to family history of, you know, Passing that on, like you said, if she didn't get that and then she didn't give it to you, did you break that cycle with your kids or are you perpetuating that cycle? And, and that would be an interesting thing to look at in families if uh, if love languages tend to follow through generations. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I sense? think a lot of us, I'm including us because we're kind of grown, um, our job, because my dad wasn't there for me, yeah. so our job sometimes is, is we overcompensate. Yeah. Because when my kids were little, man, they played every freaking sport there was. I mm -hmm. ran my ass I, off. Oh, that was me because like yeah. I was in yeah. I was in drama and um, yeah. So you overcompensate for it. And I was in yeah. volleyball, and I said I remember my parents would show up opening night to show everybody that they were my parents. Mm -hmm. That was it. Because that was their big show, and then I didn't see them again. And then volleyball was like, oh, they'll show up for the championships, but then I didn't see them again. Mm -hmm. It wasn't like my, but my mom would send like the cookies, or my mom would like. You know, if we were wearing special bows or something, or we were doing like a special shirt, my mom was the one making them. Mm -hmm. My mom was the one working with the people that were making them, or whatever. Like the church, like the church was a big thing. Any of the plays that they had, my mom did all the robes for the choirs, all the different churches. So, like, my mom was a big part of it, but at home, she was an alcoholic mm -hmm. and she was a functioning alcoholic. And 
I literally was the adult. And so in public, because everybody else was a functioning alcoholic where we lived, it seemed. Now that I know, they actually were. It was like basically this small town in Pennsylvania. Everybody's drink. They called they called the bar's church. <laughs> they called the wow. ch- Yeah. I'm going to church on Sunday. They're going to the bar on Sunday. And so like all these things like that I grew up with. I see that my mom had this facade of she's so involved in the community. She's so this, she's so that, but she was a nasty drunk. Okay. So when she was at home drinking, whatever, we were now her release. And I think because she had to be on all the time to prove she was a good mom at home, she was just the total opposite. Mm. And so like, I didn't get the words of affirmation. I didn't get that because, you know, and I, I and I have a sister who's has cerebral palsy, so she needed a lot of attention. Mm-hmm. So I didn't get that quality time. I didn't get that. I didn't get. I didn't. I got her accessories. Like I won a ton of Halloween costume contests, mm-hmm. but not the full Monty. But I didn't get a lot of the. You know. All right, we're forty-five in. Parting words. Oh shit! Oh my God, another God, that went fast. I know. I know. That's well, you're having fun, right? Holy moly! Yeah. <laughs> so um. Well, we talked about 40 minutes of sex, so... Oh, shit. That's a good session. 40 more days about sex. That's a good session. 40 minutes? So, can we put your... uh, Can I put a link to your website and your... Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I would love that. And she's an amazing singer, so if anybody's getting married... (laughs) We've done karaoke before, and, like, there'll just be this beautiful voice singing in the back. I'm like, what the hell is that? And I go, wait, uh, Kelly... What? I know her! She's singing! We need another karaoke night, by the way. Just yeah. Go. We do like a di- Planet, let me know. divorce devil. I bring sing. our dirt devils and I like, our. I, I sing like Ebony and Ivory both parts. I sing like <laughs> Barney, I love you off key, like the yeah, dinosaurs yeah. going I would be happy to be the Paul McCartney to you, Michael. That, that, that and uh, Kiki D. I couldn't if I tried. Anyway. Okay, he parting words. Parting words. Figure out, so newly divorced. Figure out your love language, self-care, Kelly's link. Learn what you need. If, you, if you're if you getting divorced, there's something missing. If you've gotten divorced, it was missing. Now, if you're in a relationship, you need to figure out what was missing so you don't repeat the pattern. Yep, definitely. Yep. So love language is a great way to go. Finding your tribe. Like Kelly and I have worked together a couple years ago, and I... And, Five years, six. Ooh, yeah, it was a while. Um, she was one of the first people I told yeah. about my separation, and they're like, you know, saw me losing all the weight and figuring out what was wrong with me, and you know, because I hermit, I went into that hermit state, and we all have our shit. Mm-hmm. It's just how much of your story you're willing to share, and if you can find someone like you know Kelly and I are really, we've gotten really, really close. Yes, you know, I text her all the time, and I um, Kelly back. This was too much interesting. Ooh, Lord. I would love to come back um, anytime. Yeah. We can bring props next time. No, can no. I bring demo stuff? Oh my god, I totally I, love it. I think the camera's broken. <laughs> oh, There's one that has a suction cup it's, and it like just goes. His it, name is Doctor B. <laughs> just saying. He's Doctor Love, so I may have to bring you another present. Oh, next no. time. <laughs> Any parting words, Kelly? Please. Uh, what would me. you say your big? What man? What you are made of with this company and learning self love? Because you are married, and you know we all go through our ups and downs, and mm-hmm. we've all had those rocky parts. And mm-hmm. how do you think love language has helped, and how do you think self care helped? Um, I think I finally know what self care is, and mm-hmm. I have finally gotten in touch with my own self. And, and what do you that, mean? What do you think that means? 
What do you mean? What is self care? Um, like, I guess other than yes. Well, yeah, and, and I was going to say most of my self care actually doesn't have to do with sex. Surprisingly exactly. enough, yeah. Um, <laughs> reading a book without someone going. Ah, I need to wipe my butt. Whatever. I think yeah. it's it's paying attention to to what is lacking and giving yourself permission to have it. Yeah. Um, and an orgasm a day. My my parting words. What's yours? Just one. Find an old girlfriend or boyfriend that runs a company. <laughs> have a party and buy some stuff. End of story. No, buy some stuff from me. Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah. I've we'll, we'll, we'll click the link. So I'm going to have two links for you. Okay. Okay. Right. Oh, and your book. Two What's links. the name of your books? Yep. I write under a pen name. Um, so oh my, my author name is Corinne Lambert because I worked in an elementary school and I was writing about bondage. So, can you, so. Can the problem is her main character's name is my son's name, so I have to change all the name to Channing. Please. Can we put the link for that? Oh, man, so many links for you. She's I amazing. love that. Yeah, it's very lacy. Just oh. saying, it's it's Fifty Shades but reversed. Let me, the girl let me share something the... with you though. I wrote a racy novel. It was a um, about cereal. No, it's called. <laughs> I never told you that I. Oh shit! It's called. Um, oh oh man! Oh man! Brain it's on Amazon. Brain, brain freeze. You got an Amazon, Amazon. book? Yes. I better yes, be in the Amazon fucking will. I it's better called, be in the. It's called. I get the podcast if he dies. Everybody heard it right there. Oh, you get it. It's called Rebound. It's just not for basketball, and it's a fictional character and what he goes through in order to get divorced and then he dates and has a good time and his two friends. Have crazy sex and wash machine stuff and all sorts of stuff. But I'll, yeah, I like it. Yeah, it's called. Um, I just haven't found the right wash machine setting because <laughs> my love language is big penises. And, and, I'll, <laughs> and I'll put that. That's link. what it was. Excuse me, folks. I'll, I'll, I'll put that link on the. Yeah, on the do yes. I do you get a signed I copy to read it? Jeez. Oh, oh, it's on Amazon. Like, is it paperback? Like, can I buy it or is it I, digital? I might have some. <gasps> I need a signed copy. I have a, you guys are so surprised. Mine is a three book trilogy. It was a trilogy. It is. So the first book is Damsel in Defense, and then the second one is Damsel in Doubt, and then Damsel in Deep. And it follows um, Defense, Doubt, Deep. Yes. It follows the main character has kind of sworn off the emotional side of relationships because she's been burned too many times and so she's just out for the physical. And then she meets a significantly younger man that changes her mind. He's a real life person. He is a real life person. Well, not really. He's based on a real life person. Yeah. All right, folks. That's episode. 15. And I wrote my <laughs> name so today. Having me, I had seventeen so times. I wrote on the on the sidewalk in chalk. I did. I <laughs> drew a picture outside. <laughs> I so I made a reindeer today. <laughs> All right, everybody. Have a good night. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Love you. Bye. bye.